did not choose me, but I chose you, and I set you that you should go forth and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. John 15.16 This week we conclude the series titled, Continuing in These Things for Our Progress was speaking from brothers Chris Wilde and Tim C., as well as a testimony from a married couple on bearing fruit that remains. This meeting was held in December of 2011 in Anaheim, California. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. I'll just take two minutes in a way of a testimony to strengthen this matter, of course, in everything that that, that Gerald just brought forth. I think we could all uh, get into all these factors. But on this matter of the life studies, uh, I do want to, I do have some burden on this, just in the matter, in the way of a testimony. Um, not to tell you that I was a really faithful 35 or 40 year old young brother in the Lord's recovery and put myself through a discipline program to read a life study a day and finish the whole thing. That's not my testimony. My testimony is that I always felt that's what I wanted to do, or at least that's what I should do. But it wasn't until Brother Lee asked me to come to Anaheim and enter into the full-time service to produce a radio program for each one of the life studies (laughs) that I became so faithful. (laughs) So, brothers and sisters, that was my job for almost 11 years. And by the Lord's mercy, uh, according to Brother Lee's strong burden and compelling uh, invocation and invitation, we entered into that service. And by the time we were finished, uh, well, we're still not quite finished, but we were able to get through virtually all 2,000 life studies and produce a 23-and-a-half-minute radio program for each one of the life studies. My testimony is that those 11 years were the top of my 40 years. This is my 40, well, tomorrow will begin my 40th year in the Lord's recovery and in my Christian life. Those 10 years, 11 years, were the top in my Christian experience. And it was directly due to the fact that I was in those life studies every day. Now, you may not have the opportunity that I was given and have that level of accountability. (laughs) The brothers have just put before you 30 days' worth of accountability. I hope you take it. I hope your 30 days turns into 10 years. I will say this emphatically. If you have not really gotten into the life studies, you do not have the foundation of the ministry in you. I don't care what else you have done in the time you have been here. That is not an overstatement. The life studies are the foundation of the ministry. Well, now, some of you MIT graduate types may feel, yeah, but that's really elementary stuff. I have much more capacity. I spend all my time in the high peak. Well, one of the things that touched me in Andrew's message on the cornerstone, the cornerstone wasn't just the cornerstone, was it? First it's the eternal rock. Then it was the foundation stone. Then it was the living stone. 
before it got to be the cornerstone. Then it was the precious stone and the top stone. So it was the foundation stone, the cornerstone, and the top stone. The same stone, the same foundation becomes the corner, the substance of the thing. What is the foundation of the thing becomes the substance of the thing, and eventually it becomes the top of the thing. Everything in the high peak is there in its foundational uh, state. If you get that in you, you won't stumble over the high peak things. Not only so, you'll be able to present the high peak things. But try to present the high peak things if you don't have the foundation. Do you really even understand it, let alone can you present it to your new one? Saints, this is just so critical. And I would just thank the Lord that on this, late on the sixth day, after man was created and he was ready for his Sabbath, he created the iPhone. <laughs> you know? Amen. But just like everything else in God's economy, uh, the devil also has his counterfeit version. So check your iPhone on the back to see which version it is. Not just is it iPhone 3, iPhone 3G, 3GS, 4, 4S. No. One of them will say HOG, House of God edition. And another one will say the GOH, the Gates of Hades edition. Which edition do you have? The Crazy Birds edition or the Life Study edition? lifestudy.com. I just plugged it in and I'll finish with this. Just when I was sitting there a moment ago. No one can tell us the richness of I'm not sure which one of these is on. I guess both of them work, or this one on? Yes. This one, you can hear me? Okay, uh, well, um, we want to finish at noon, and we uh, wanted to fellowship a little bit about uh, bearing fruit, which the brothers touched on. And, um, that was oh, not on. Okay, let me switch up. Okay, this one is on. Okay, great. Okay, uh, so you can just keep the little outline in your, or that's actually some verses from the recovery version, and uh, enjoy that. Uh, but we won't get to that. It's on fruit bearing, and uh, we, uh, it, it happened that when we found out we might be sharing something that some of the, the uh, saints in Austin are in the training, and uh, the ones your age, and uh, so uh, we, the summer we had the team reunion, we called... Uh, called them the speaking grapes. So rather than me talk to you about fruit bearing and the joy of fruit bearing and abiding uh, 
in, in him and in his love and in his joy, uh, we're going to just let the grapes do the speaking. Uh, so I want to introduce uh, Alan and Kristen Sway, and they can say a little bit about themselves. And it turns out that some of the trainees and some of the ones in the training happen to be here whom they have uh, been involved with. So just, I'll just let them tell their story about uh, vital grouping, uh, being around the campus, taking care of uh, this particular age, the campus age, of course, whether you're burdened for high schoolers, junior hires, elementary age, or your neighborhood. It just doesn't really matter as long as you're with some other saints, praying together, seeking the head, holding the head, Amen. let the head direct uh, all matters and uh, the people he'd like to bring to him and bring into the recovery. So uh, we are very burdened about remaining fruit. That's eventually what you get down to in this little passage is remaining fruit. Fruit that remains. That means they're here year after year, and they're also helping build up the church. So how about uh, y'all just share a little bit? Okay, that's better. We just wanted to touch on two aspects of our experience. One was it kind of came out in the sharing already about our position and um, kind of how where we where we situated ourselves made a difference. Um, I'll share a little bit about that, and Alan will just share um, about our experience of praying with some companions. So um, just, just to share briefly, when we were looking for a place to live in Austin, um, we, we kind of were considering, and uh, we'd both been really cared for in college by the saints in Austin. and. Um, that just really affected our experience in college and in the church life. Um, it affected our going on with the Lord in such a deep way. And so we realized that that time in our lives was so crucial, and we wanted to um, support and be available to the college age when we were looking for a place to live. So we, we considered finding a place near the campus, and the Lord opened the way for us to, find, to be there pretty close to the campus. Um, and it... it wasn't a, a lot of effort to open our home because the students kind of did the work for us. They, they wanted, they want to get in the homes, so they just kind of bust their way in. Um, you know, like the brothers, they they wanted to claim the house for for the brothers to use, and the sisters want to claim the house for the sisters to use. So, thankfully, the Lord made it very easy for us once we positioned ourselves close to the campus. Um, we didn't have to do very much. And actually, it was at a very um, transitional time for us. We had spent a lot of the past year before we bought our house um, at, not in Austin. And so we didn't feel like we knew the students that well, and we weren't sure what would happen when we bought the house, if, if anybody would come over. Um, but anyway, others mentioned, and they're sharing, the Lord's just faithful to fill the home if, if it's open. Um, and we, we felt like, you know, our capacity is not that large. We, we were aware of some saints that just had s students pouring through their home in large numbers or had very large home meetings. And we felt like our capacity was not actually that large. Um, but, and we felt also like, you know, we weren't anything special. We didn't, he, he was working full time. Um, I was transitioning, doing some prereqs for a graduate program. We were traveling a lot to Boston to be with my family. Um, so our, we just, we didn't, um, and anyway, we just weren't something special, but we were just there. And the students started to come. And, you know, after time, it was hard to tell, did they need us more? Did we need them more? You know, just for them to come in our door 
um, to help me prepare a meal. I was so busy with schoolwork, um, but so, so much wanted to be caring for others. They would just come and help me make the food, set the table, um, go to the store with us, just to, to be with us. Um, that really filled, filled our, um, our hearts and filled our, our, made us full of joy, you know, just to have the, the students um, being with us, um, sharing our lives with us. So um, we just, I guess we just appreciated that even though we didn't have a lot, um, we're not the, I felt like, you know, we're, we're not the funniest people or we're not the, we're not the coolest or we're not the, the most generous or the, we're not the most anything, but we were just there. <laughs> And once we were there, the Lord did the rest, and the students did the rest, and um, we're just full of joy to be available to them. Amen. So that was on the side of just presenting ourselves and practically being located close to campus and the Lord opening the way for everything else to come in. But on the other side, um, uh, which Tim mentioned, was praying with uh, some companions. So just to give you a little background, uh, when we moved into the part of town that we did, uh, actually there were a number of other young couples kind of independently from us. We all kind of converged into that same area at the same time. And at first we thought, okay, we all need to get together. Surely the Lord brought us all to this area for a reason. Uh, we all need to get together and pray and maybe even fellowship with the elders to kind of kind of direct us on how to take care of the young ones, take care of the students. Um, well, because of just the different needs of the different couples. It was hard for us to all come together, uh, and most of the time we didn't. So uh, that, that kind of went on for a year, and eventually with one of the couples there, one day we're having, sharing a meal with them or something, and we just realized, hey, you know, we're available, we're burdened, why don't we just start praying together? So initially it was just these two, uh, so these two couples that we prayed together, and, you know, and by that time, uh, as Kristen mentioned, Students were already starting to come through both of our homes just because we we're located close to the campus. So we further felt a need that we needed to pray and bear these students up in our prayers. Um, so that went on for a while. And um, initially we prayed for the students. Uh, and it was kind of interesting. It wasn't, kinda, it wasn't really conventional because they had one group of students, mainly sisters, coming through their house. And we had another group of students, mainly brothers, coming through our house. So we weren't like taking these taking care of these two groups of students together, but we would come together and, and pray for each, you know, each other's group of students. And that was really good for us because uh, it was really just us, Kristen and I, taking care of this one particular group of students. And even though this other couple wasn't there, weren't there physically, they were able to support us and stand with us in caring for these students. So that kind of went on for a while. Eventually, we, we just felt open and and comfortable with each other to open up a lot of uh, prayer burdens on the personal side. You know, there were neighbors that we wanted to pray for, um, job situations, school situations, family situations, and even there were a number of uh, real heavy personal situations that there there would have been no way for us to bear on our own. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, through the prayer with this vital, uh, well, with these companions, mm -hmm. that uh, we were able to get through these. And we just saw uh, prayer after prayer getting answered just through our prayers. So, uh, you, know, you know, we were kind of talking about them, uh, talking with them before this time about, you know, so, you know, what should we share? And we, we just both, we all just kind of came to the conclusion, you know, we, we don't know what to call ourselves. And 
we don't even know, you know, this, what, we, what ended up happening wasn't by the books, but we just came to really depend on one another, uh, to, to pray for one another, care for one another, and, you know, we really can't go on uh, without having these companions. Amen. Now, I believe some of the ones they took care of wanted to say something, right? Just briefly, you got about 30 seconds to a minute each. Who's going to be first? Amen. Um, my experience has been that I'm here because of the homes. I'm here in the church life because of the homes, and I'm here in the training because of the homes. I, like, I was one of the students that would come over to their house, and I just really enjoyed helping make the dinner and helping, like, put away dishes and clean the dishes. It made me feel like it was actually in my house, and slowly I kind of moved in. <laughs> I even had my bed sheets in their closet. So whenever I came, it was, I had bed sheets to sleep in. And even in the training, like, there's so many homes around, and sometimes it's nice to get out of grace and get into the saints' homes and just do the same thing, just live with the saints. It's just a real preservation and a real blessing. So, uh, my name is Billy, and uh, I love the Saints. <laughs> so, I, okay, so I spent four years at UT, and I got close to a few families, you know, Alan and Kristen being one of them, that I could just go over there, and if I needed to study, or if I didn't even, you know, plan on studying, I would just call them and just show up. It was great. And, you know, you guys, you know, always had a home open for me, you know, some snacks over there. You were there when I, you know, when I was going through my phase of raising chickens, you guys gave me a chicken coop. And when I was, when I was, uh, you know, going through my phase of eating like two dozen donuts every week, you guys were there, you know, giving me veggies and making me go jog a few miles. <laughs> um, but also, when I was a senior in college, you guys were there when um, you know, I needed to pray about you know, looking for a job. You know, um, you know, I was just getting a lot of rejections, you know, left and right. But you know, with every interview, every rejection, you guys were there praying with me and sharing me, sharing with me your experience. And that was just very helpful and a great supply to me. Yeah. All right, I'm Josh. Okay, all right. I never really, okay, so I never really analyzed too much about, like, what, you know, getting to the homes. But I realized I just enjoyed hanging out with the families. And so, you know, something that I realized is that something lifelong was deposited whenever I came into the homes. You know, one, thing, one phrase I still remember is, your heart or your home is as large as your heart. Don't you think that something like that will get into the, you know, these young people and then, you know, develop within them? And so I just really appreciate it, you know, just coming in here. Just, uh, and then also, anyways, so, you know, I just really appreciate it. Just after I got to know them, you know, I just, they just became my friend, my companion. And I could just talk to them whatever, you know, whether big or small, you know, everything and all Amen. things. Amen. So I just appreciated that, you know, coming to the homes. It was just something enjoyable and I enjoyed. Amen. 30 seconds. Okay, uh, well, I came in the church life um, in college, and um, after seeing many of the saints in the meetings, I began to transition my church life from the meetings and the college campuses to the homes of the saints. So uh, the Sways were one of the homes that I enjoyed and came into and um, was cared for in the home, and eventually here I am in the training. Big reason is because the patterns of the saints 
who are not much older than me, they just they laid a track for me to follow and a, a destiny that I could set uh, set myself to uh, to you know to to go down to walk down. So uh, this is part of the reason I'm here. You know, the Lord's mercy and the um, members of the body. Uh, yeah, I was in Austin. I came, and Kristen and uh, Alan were there, and I had they had I had known them from Boston before I got there, and uh, it was a sort of overwhelming situation for me. But because Kristen had been going through a similar family situation that I was going through, there was a, a real mutual care, and a lot of uh, I felt like I had a a safe place in Austin in the midst of this world of craziness that was going on. That uh, someone who was checking in and knew what was going on when I was hiding it from a lot of people, but she could ask me, what's going on, how are you, are things okay, to check in with me about practical things with school and whatever, and I just appreciated someone who was close enough in age that they were going through similar life experiences, and yet was beyond me enough that they were, had some growth in life and some treasure store to offer me in my time of need. Okay, so Kristen is Dave Becker's daughter, one of five. Uh, the brother referred to. So Dave Becker put his being into many people, including his family. So we have Kristen here as a fruit-bearing branch because the older ones poured their being into younger ones. You're becoming the older ones. You're, you're still young, but the point is we need to pour what we have into younger people. Dave is not here anymore, but Kristen Becker is here. And you can see out of this one family, just in a few years, how many, and these are just the ones that happen to be here in uh, Anaheim during the training. Some trainees, some students, this one group pouring, opening their home, how many people have they affected? Dave Becker is still bearing fruit through his offspring, both physical and spiritual. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.